Hey, I'm Barty Arez, and I'm the Stop Drinking Coach. Welcome to my podcast where I teach you how to stop drinking, how to quit craving, and how to begin the journey back to yourself so that you can transform your life. After a 14-year binge drinking career, starting and stopping dozens of times and trying everything in the book from AA to therapy, I finally discovered the key to sustainable sobriety. And on this podcast, you're gonna learn practical tips, tools, and strategies to help you quit drinking alcohol the easy way so you can finally step into the next chapter of your life and begin fulfilling your potential. For private one-on-one or group coaching, visit www.thestopdrinkingcoach.com and book a call with me. Welcome back to another episode. My name is Barty Arez. I'm your host. I'm the Stop Drinking Coach. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about alcohol and boredom. This is a hot topic. Uh, One of my videos on TikTok went viral and got about 1.5 million views, I think it's at. And I had literally thousands of people pouring in thanking me that that video literally like changed their life. And I'm sure still to this day, there are people who have gotten sober simply because of that video in the way that I explained it. It it totally transforms and revolutionizes your understanding of alcohol and this cycle that we find ourselves trapped in. And so I'm excited to dive into this episode. I'm sure it's going to be one of the more popular episodes because you know, alcohol and boredom is such a heated topic. It's it's heated, it's important, it's misunderstood. And when you begin to understand why we associate, you know, sobriety with boredom, or we think alcohol, quitting alcohol is so hard, it's 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 because of this boredom factor, right? When you drink a lot of alcohol, what happens is, or or not even a lot of alcohol, let's just take it back to the beginning. So what happens is when you drink alcohol, it produces dopamine in the brain. And dopamine is a neurotransmitter that helps or, or makes you feel motivated and rewarded. Okay, so this is really, really important. So alcohol, when you drink it, makes you feel motivated and rewarded. And dopamine is a very important neurotransmitter. It's responsible for so many things in our life. It's responsible for our evolution, right? When we have a goal, whether it's to get up to the fridge and get food or to accomplish something, whatever it might be, in any sense of the word, Um, in any area of our life, that is driven by dopamine, right? And this is a very important and sensitive neurotransmitter in your brain. It's literally how it's, it's, it's part of our evolution, meaning it's driven us to evolve and to get better and to survive, right? It's a very critical component of our human system. And when you drink alcohol, it it disrupts the normal production of this very important neurotransmitter. So the reason people feel like, you know, if they've been drinking for a while and they try to quit drinking and life feels boring to them, the reason is, is that when you drink alcohol, your brain gets flooded with dopamine and your lo- and your baseline level of dopamine lowers. So where you would normally sit at in terms of your motivation and and sort of like reward pathways of 
you know, the, the, the feelings of pleasure that you get from normal day-to-day activities, because you're operating in a dopamine deficit, nothing really seems that exciting. Nothing seems very worth going after. Your motivation levels are lower and everything in reality sort of feels dull. And when we feel that way, it feels pretty shitty, right? We, we feel kind of bored. We feel apathetic. We feel like life is meaningless or it doesn't have purpose. And so what do we do? We drink more alcohol so that we can bring our dopamine levels up. As a result of getting that rush of dopamine, we feel euphoric and we associate happiness and pleasure to the alcohol. But what we have to understand is that this is a self-perpetuating, self-induced cycle. This boredom that you feel is not reflective of reality, right? A lot of people who have been drinking alcohol for a really long time think that life is boring without alcohol or that non-drinkers are boring or that they live monotonous, boring lives that aren't fun and aren't exciting. But this is not reflective of truth. This is not real. The feeling or the idea that life is boring without alcohol is an illusion that is created by a dysregulation in your in your neurochemistry, right? So a very simple analogy I like to use that I think I got from the book Alan Carr's How to Quit Drinking Without Willpower, he talks about imagine when you were like 15 years old, let's say 14 years old, before you started drinking alcohol. Whatever age you started drinking, I'm sure there's going to be people on here who are proud of the fact that they started drinking when they were 11. So think of when you were nine. So before you started drinking alcohol, you woke up, you did your thing, you went to school, you played your sports, you came home, you did your homework, you played with your friends, you played with some video games, um, whatever. And you just lived your life and you were fine. It's not like you were missing anything. You weren't as a 15 year old thinking that life is all boring and that you can't wait to start drinking, right? Alcohol just didn't exist within your sphere of reality and your consciousness. So life was fine. You enjoyed life. You did the things that normal kids do or normal teenagers do. And you just, you got by and and that's that, right? So through this journey of sobriety and where I help my clients get to is ultimately to a place like before you were drinking, right? Where you can enjoy life, where normal day-to-day activities are pleasurable, where you can enjoy living in your own skin and you can enjoy going out and doing things that are just whatever that that regular people do without drinking alcohol. But in the beginning, it feels incredibly scary. And I remember being there myself, especially as I was beginning to take that step towards, okay, I need to quit drinking because I know this isn't sustainable and it's destroying my life and I have bigger goals for myself. The idea of not drinking was terrifying, right? And I thought like, man, and so I quit drinking when I was 29, I'm 31 now. And I was thinking to myself, man, like, you know, I'm pretty young here. Like, are you telling me that I'm never going to be able to party again and go out and experience that side of life? And if you feel that way right now, um, I want to let you know that I understand, right? I quit drinking at 29. Many of you who are maybe listening to this podcast are in your 30s, your 40s, 50s, maybe even 60s. And so I get the fear that comes along with you know, thinking about quitting drinking. 
Um, but what I'll tell you is that after a period of time, and this is a little bit different for everybody based on their, I'm sure their genetics, their brain chemistry, how long they've been drinking, how much they've been drinking, you know, your, I want to let you know that your dopamine levels for most people, right? If you're, if you're, if you've been an incredibly heavy drinker and you're in your fifties or sixties, it may not come back to total healthy functioning levels, but and again, this this is this is all totally dependent per person. But I would say ninety five percent of people who eventually quit drinking, your ba- your your baseline level of dopamine starts to normalize, and everything in within life, all normal day to day activities begin to be pleasurable again. But the key is is that you have to abstain from alcohol long enough to allow your body to rebalance. Most people don't give themselves long enough to discover how great life is without alcohol, right? Because they rubber band between, you know, three days, five days, seven days, maybe 14 days of sobriety. Very rarely are you getting people doing 30 day challenges or or getting sober for six months. But the people who are getting sober for 30 days or six months and find themselves relapsing, that's an especially important population that I really like to work with because the thing about drinking and, and quitting alcohol that everybody needs to realize as they embark on this journey is that physically not drinking is only one component of it, right? So in like the AA community, they say if you just stop drinking but don't actually do anything else, you're, you're what's considered a dry drunk. So you still exhibit a lot of the characteristics of an alcoholic. You're still dealing with all of the same problems, right? Whatever it might be, you're still struggling, even though you're not drinking, right? Life is still really challenging. You know, you're finding yourself still going through a lot of emotional highs and lows, and you're just not making the progress that you would hope to gain when you quit drinking. So physically quitting drinking obviously is the important first step. But after that, in order to truly stay sober and to create a life that you actually love and enjoy, you have to begin the healing process. And this is something everybody has to do. And what I mean by the healing process is this, it's like a major elephant in the room is being an adult, right? The fact that we don't have an initiation process to becoming an adult is a major problem for our society, which causes, which is at the root of a lot of mental health issues. Because what happens is that as we grow up, as children, we all experience a a sense of trauma, right? Even if we grow up in quote unquote good families, a lot of us don't have certain needs met. We aren't seen, we aren't validated, even though our parents may be are, you know, like a a normal family and we eat dinner together every night, like maybe dad is off his rocker a little bit or misses your football games or, you know, your mom is, you know, whatever, right? There's, it's, it's incredibly rare to come across a totally normal, healthy functioning family that raises a fully optimized child, right? Regardless of the circumstances, everybody experiences trauma. And trauma doesn't just have to be sexual abuse or going through a war or losing somebody, you know, it could be anything. It could be, and, and, and in fact, trauma is, is really any sort of experience that causes a dysregulation in our nervous system that is outside of our normal sort of stress response window, right? And everybody has a different size stress response window. Some people can handle and tolerate high levels of stress 
and then they can regulate back to a, a sense of normalcy. Other people, right, based on their genetics, their personality traits, how they grow up, they have a very small stress window. So anything, right, being made fun of at school, getting laughed at in, 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 in front of the class, you know, having a bully push you down, whatever it might be, these things can be these can, can end up as very traumatic experiences that create imprints in our brain that cause a dysregulation in our nervous system that then we then either suppress or repress or don't heal that then manifest in different sort of ways as an adult, whether it's through social anxiety or, you know, a, a sense of lingering depression or apathy or a lack of, you know, motivation or a, a low levels of, of self-confidence or self-esteem right? There's so many different things. Obviously, the mental health field is, is massive. And so as we quit drinking, right, what we're left with is our self. And for most of us who turn to alcohol in the first place as a mechanism to self-soothe, often done unconsciously under the guise of, oh, I'm just taking the edge off because I've had a long day at work or, oh, we're just going to be having some fun, right, with, with some friends at a barbecue, right? The real underlying reason that ends up causing us to eventually have a, a problematic relationship with alcohol often is, is tied to these deeper psychological wounds that, that, that a lot of us carry, right? And so, you know, the whole boredom in alcohol thing, it's a big fear for a lot of people, especially in early sobriety. And it's what prevents a lot of people from taking that step and having the courage to go out and try to actually get sober because they think that life is going to be boring and that they're not going to be able to enjoy themselves and that things are just going to be rough, right, for the rest of their life. And that's just not true. Your brain chemistry normalizes after a period of time. Homeostasis starts to take over and, and you, you rebalance yourself as a human being. But this doesn't mean that it doesn't come with work, right? Being alive, being a human being, being an adult is hard enough. It comes with its challenges, right? We have to work. We have to figure out our place in our society. We have to find a sense of meaning and purpose. We have to cultivate and nurture our relationships. We have to, you know, handle our finances. Maybe we have to go and, you know, we're working on finding a, a, a partner or starting a family. Like there's already a lot to take care of. So when we remove the alcohol piece, we're left with who and what we are. And what I'll tell you is this, is that most of us, most people, general human population has no idea who and what they are, right? And a simple example I always like to give is if you go up to any random person and maybe I'll ask you, and I was, and I was to ask you, you know, tell me a little bit about how your eyes work. Tell me a little bit about how your brain works. Tell me a little bit about how your stomach works. 99.9% .9 of people have absolutely no idea, right? I've always thought about how that is so insane, how we inhabit a body and we are this conscious awareness. We don't know how we got here. We don't know why we're here. We don't know what our purpose is. And we have this system that we inhabit constantly inescapable it's like this consciousness that is stuck behind these eyeballs looking out into the world when you're born all the way into the moment you die let's say for 80 years you are stuck in this system in the present moment always observing beyond the times you're asleep and you ask the average person you know you've got five senses 
your major sense that you you use all the time, your eyesight, and almost nobody has any clue how their eyes work, how they perceive light, and how they how your eyes can only see a very small fraction of the light spectrum, like one percent, right? And how it then takes that light and it takes that data with billions of neurons and then it projects something on the back of your brain to create the experience of seeing something. Like, dude, it's wild. It's absolutely wild. And when it comes to this whole game of drinking and alcohol and addiction, the reason I don't subscribe to or really buy into the traditional models of helping people get sober, like AA or whatever, is because I just think they're outdated. They certainly work for a lot of people, but there are other ways to look at this. And a lot of this, this deep work that starts once you get sober and you're finally able to have a sense of clarity to where you can begin understanding and rekindling your relationship with yourself in reality, a lot of this comes from the deep work that's necessary in order to stay sober. If we don't do this deep work, and if we just physically quit drinking and change nothing about our lives, then dude, life is gonna be rough. And it's like, you might as well go back to drinking. You know? Like, if you're not gonna actively make your life better, if you're not gonna actively improve your circumstances, if you're not gonna actively try to become a better, greater, more intelligent, more loving, more charismatic, more valuable version of yourself, to yourself and to the people around you, then what are we doing? Right? Like this is, this is where I come in as like the stop drinking coach. And as you listen to this podcast, you'll probably find a theme that a lot of what I talk about while it centers around the concept of alcohol, right? And, and the, the, the problem that creates in our life, the whole thing is, is actually much less about alcohol. Because I can tell you that beating the alcohol thing, it's the first step, right? All you have to do to quit drinking is to not pick up a drink again. I know it's a super complicated idea, but that's the reality, okay? You just don't pick up drink uh, alcohol. Unless somebody forces it down your throat, if you do not pick up a drink again, you will have quit drinking. The challenging part, the part why I exist, the reason why you hire a coach is because now that you're not taking a substance and drowning yourself in a substance that is numbing you and disconnecting you from yourself, your emotions, your feelings, your reality, your future, your potential, and all of the things that you want for your life, how, are you, how do you sort through all that? Nobody taught you. Your parents likely didn't teach you. Nowhere in school did we learn what a feeling or emotion was or how to process that. Nowhere did we learn anything about how to manage fear and anxiety. Nowhere did we learn anything about self-confidence and self-esteem. Nowhere did we learn anything about goal setting, goal tracking, being accountable, having a system to follow. Nowhere did we learn anything about consciousness and raising your vibration and energy levels. Nowhere did we learn anything about perspectives and mental models and maps of reality. Nowhere did we learn anything about healing your inner child, right? And those are all the things that we have to begin doing, right? It's like we can't just give up. We have to look at our life and start identifying what are we doing here, right? We have to start creating 
and this is the key word, we have to start creating a sense of meaning and purpose for ourselves. Because if we don't do that, then we're going to push the easy button and we're going to drink alcohol because alcohol provides meaning and purpose via the dopamine it produces. And nobody is nobody saying that nobody it, that that has to be a novel sentence. Nobody has ever explained it that way. But after thinking about this long enough and having been through it, that's what's going on. When you lack meaning and purpose, you go and you you get blasted. You go get fucked up because the alcohol provides meaning and purpose. You have to understand that everything that we do has so much deeper meaning to it. Like there's so many things going on behind the scenes. Somebody who drinks a bunch of alcohol or has a, a problematic relationship, like you think you're going and buying Bud Light or Miller Light or tequila or this or that. And the alcohol companies have created these illusions that you're buying brands and you're buying experiences. You're not doing any of that. That's all an illusion. What you're doing is you're escaping uncomfortable feelings and emotions inside you and you're trying to find a sense of meaning and purpose. And you do that through the alcohol because it's a drug and it alters how you feel inside. So understand that like this whole game of getting sober is about understanding what the hell is going on. It's about waking up and coming home to yourself. It's about expanding your awareness. It's about becoming more self-aware and in tune with who and what you are as a human operating system. And it's about becoming more aware of this three-dimensional reality and how it works to create this persistent experience of being alive. Because once you begin to understand the mechanics of this game, then you look at addiction and getting clean and getting sober and transforming your lifestyle and moving into new directions and opening new chapters. It all becomes a game in a way, right? Just like an RPG game, just like World of Warcraft. You have a character, you have an avatar, different classes are built in with different advantages right? The wizards have more intellect and operate based on intellect. The barbarians are stronger. The paladins have a stronger healing ability. Humans are the same way. We all, all have a different set of genetics and personality traits and tendencies, and we all have our own unique gifts and talents. And life really is, it's, it's a game. It's a game of exploring and figuring out, okay, what are the mechanics of being alive? How do we optimize this system? How do we eliminate these lower dense vibrating energies of fear and anxiety and pain and apathy and shame and guilt that keep us restricted, that keep us disconnected and disillusioned from life, right? And how do we move into higher vibrations and frequencies of love and openness and courage and gratitude, right? All of this in a way for people who haven't explored this side of reality might sound like a bunch of mumbo jumbo nonsense, but... I'll tell you, I've spent the last 15 years of my life curiously searching and studying, trying to make sense of reality, to try to build a map towards happiness, towards success, towards fulfillment, towards meaning, towards purpose. And so everything that I'm sharing, it's not to blow smoke or hot air. It's literally the things that have allowed me to transcend coming from a background of extreme trauma 
in poverty, in disconnection from the people around me into a life where I feel more fulfilled, more connected, more on meaning, more on purpose, and in a place where I can give back and help other people and feel incredibly fulfilled and connected to my life doing it. You know, it's literally the roadmap, the path and the process. And so I'm here to, to create this particular podcast episode about you know, boredom and alcohol to help inspire you and help you realize that life is not boring without alcohol. This is an illusion that is self-created, self-perpetuated by drinking alcohol itself. And when you remove the alcohol, life becomes enjoyable again because your everything in your in your brain chemistry and, and everything begins to normalize. Now understand that yes, maybe the first couple weeks are gonna be boring, but that's that's just the price that we pay for having been using a drug for the last decade or two decades or three decades. Like I've said in, in said before, like there is no free lunch in nature. We can't expect to take a drug and to take, 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 take and not expect a repercussion, right? That's just, that's just the reality. So understand that like this journey of getting sober it's not just about how you feel right now or how you feel next week or how you feel over the next 90 days, right? Those things are important and we don't want to just be miserable. But what I'm saying is that like this decision to quit drinking alcohol is the most powerful, pivotal, life-changing decision that will propel you into the most amazing future that you can imagine but you have to understand and be willing to play the long game and understand this is a journey and not a sprint. So if that means next week when your friends are going out to a bar and you're so used to going out with them, that means you stay home and you watch a movie. And yeah, maybe it's not as fun or exciting, but that's the small price you pay to no longer be a slave, to take your life back, to gain a sense of control so that you can actually go out and create your reality rather than being stuck in a self-perpetual cycle of you know, anxiety and being hungover and being depressed and feeling powerless and slowly but surely destroying your health. So it's like, yeah, you're not six years old anymore. Sometimes you're probably going to have to be bored, but that boredom doesn't last very long. You know, for everybody, it's different. Some people stay bored, you know, for six months, but typically those are the people who don't do anything. They just quit drinking and they haven't started a routine. They've never meditated. They've never done anything outside of their comfort zone. They haven't picked up a book or read a book in 20 years. Like understand that this whole thing, like you're in control of it. You're in control of your human system. You're in control of your perceptions and beliefs in your human physiology. You're in control of the actions that you take. You can create goals for yourself. You can create a system for yourself. You can follow a path and a process. But I'll tell you, most people have no idea where to start. And that's why I exist, is to help you create that path. I've, I've, I've already created a path that I've worked. And I have a path that I create for my clients. And it's all custom based on who you are and what you want and where you're going. But that's, that's the key. Is that like, okay, once we quit this activity that has been ruining us and kept us trapped for the last however long, what are we left to do in our life? And man, it's, it's the most beautiful path and process one can take because 
when you remove the alcohol, man, the power that gets redeveloped, the clarity that sets in, the self-respect, the integrity, the confidence that you feel, your ability to feel in general. So many things improve, so many things transform. And um, yeah, so hope this, uh, hope this episode was helpful for you. I know I went off on a few different topics, but um, the alcohol and boredom piece is a, is, a, is a big thing. And I'll likely be having more podcast episodes produced around this topic and and i'll be diving deeper into some specifics but yeah thanks for listening in and i will see you in the next episode hey thanks for listening if you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe to the podcast leave a five-star review and share it with your friends or someone you know who might be struggling with alcohol and if you feel like you're ready to finally transform your relationship with alcohol visit www.thestopdrinkingcoach.com and book a call with me i offer private one-on-one and group coaching to make letting go of alcohol easier and more sustainable than you ever thought possible Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.